Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Donors choose. Support a classroom. Build a teacher. Did you know that every year, public school teachers spend nearly $500 of their own money for student supplies? Let's do the math. That comes out to over $1.2 billion a year. And that's just not right. At Donors Choose, we want students and teachers to have the tools they need for a great education. And now, more than ever, they need your help. Here's what you can do. Go to DonorsChoose.org and choose from teachers' requests that support reading, math, science, history, and more. Once the request is funded, we'll take care of shipping everything directly to the teacher. It's that easy. You'll receive thank you letters and photos from students and teachers and a report of how every dollar was spent. Teachers' needs have never been greater. Learn more at DonorsChoose.org. Donors Choose. Support a classroom. Build a teacher. Live from the Hoopy Insurance Services Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. a presentation of high school sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show. Learn more about the Hoopy Fieldhouse. Now available to schedule practice times for your league or team at hoopyfieldhouse.com. Now here's your host, Justin Kenny. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the High School Coaches Show. Brought to you by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Thanks for tuning in. A packed show we got tonight. We'll kick it off here in just a couple seconds with our buddy Dan Vance from outside the huddle.net. Break down both girls and boys basketball. It's going to be an SAC-centric show tonight once we get into our guests. The first night of girls-boys doubleheaders coming up tomorrow across the city. So it'll have an appreciable SAC feel tonight for the show. We'll be joined by Gary Andrews, head coach of the Northside Legends. Bottom of the hour, Reggie Tharp, head girls coach at Snyder High School. We'll wrap it up with Seth, Seth Coffing, the birthday boy, Seth Coffing. Birthdays today from Bishop Lewis High School. He'll wrap up the show. Join us about 645 or so. So plenty of basketball to get to. Let's start it off as we usually do. With our buddy Dan Vance from outside the huddle.net. Evening, Dan. How's it going? It's good to be back at the top of the show. We got all those football coaches out of the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the egos on those guys that say, <laughs> I got to be at six, and it pushes you down. So thanks for being flexible. But no egos on any basketball coaches whatsoever. Never. No. Absolutely not. Not at all. So back at the top of the show. And 
Dan, let's start on the girls' side of things before we delve into the to the boys. I wanted to ask you about the the Northeast State because so much has been made of Columbia City for good reason. But you have East Noble, you have Norwell, you have Belmont kind of behind them. And I think we can all agree that Columbia City's at the top. But what do you make of, of the other uh, teams in the Northeast State behind Columbia City? Who can be that best, that next best team, I guess? Well, you know, I think it's got to be Norwell. Uh, obviously, that matchup coming up, uh, and it's a big one. Uh, Norwell is shooting the ball extremely well. Uh, they picked up a win earlier this week. Kennedy Filling hits eight threes in that game, uh, moves into fourth all-time uh, recently on the Norwell scoring list. You know, she is just a phenomenal player in the history of phenomenal players. Her older sister Kaylee there just a couple of years ago, part of that high-powered Norwell offense. Uh, you know, Columbia City is, is that de facto team because they do everything right. But the way that Norwell shoots the ball, um, and it's not just filling. Um, you're looking at Mackenzie Fuse, uh, who shoots the ball extremely well, and, and they have depth there at Norwell. I think that that is an incredibly intriguing matchup. Uh, could end up being the best game, girls basketball game, in this area this year. Um, but then, you know, Belmont's right there, too, as a, always a spoiler. Uh, Belmont's always a tough team, always a tough out. Uh, no matter, you know, who they're playing, uh, no matter what their, you know, type of players they have, they always seem to piece it together well. And so I think that's the top three. East Noble uh, is not in that elite group, but I think it's been really impressive what Britton Isaacs has been able to do there uh, at East Noble. An 8-1 and one start uh, is their best start in, in, in a decade. Uh, and I think it's really we're going to see basketball coming around uh, on both the boys and girls side at East Noble. I think they both have started – uh, with a phenomenal year, it's great to see that level of competition. But uh, right now, it, it's it's Norwell and Columbia City, and I think that uh, that game is, you know, I think it's the most eagerly anticipated girls basketball game in the area this year, uh, which says a lot because the SAC's got a lot of really good teams. Well, that game comes up tomorrow night, and uh, Columbia City, two straight wins over Norwell by 19 points and 16 points, respectively, two years ago. They tried to keep them low scoring in a 55-34 to 34 loss. Last year, Eric Thornton's crew tried to run with Columbia City, lost 82-66. to 66. What does Norwell need to do tomorrow to have a shot to, at the very least, keep this one close? Well, there's definitely got to be a, a, a certain focus that goes into it. Look, if this game was at the Castle and Ossian, um, I think that that plays an impact. It's not. It's in Columbia City. Uh, the crowds have been great for their girls' team, the turnout and the support. Uh, from the students, from adults in Columbia City. Uh, so you're going into what has become a, a pretty tough road environment in Columbia City. They just got to be calm with everything they do. They're going to have to knock down their shots. We know that. But when the shots don't fall, which this is high school basketball, there's a very good chance you're going to go through a wall where the shots don't fall. You, you got to be able to just stay relaxed, stay within yourself, uh, and, and, and find that shot, whether it's now let's get inside, let's see the ball go through the net a couple times, or whatever it is, uh, Norwell's going to go through lulls, and Columbia City is the type of team that picks that apart. So you basically have to do whatever you can to make those, uh, you know, downtrodden times as short, uh, as brief as possible. Dan, looking at the uh, the the SAC, and you have Northrop, you have Snyder, you have Homestead up there at the top. A Bishop Lures wants to make a case they'll have a chance to do that tomorrow night against Northrop. But when you're go heading into the thick of the SAC season uh, in, in on the girls' side of things. 
What's the hierarchy look like? What's this league going to come down to? Maybe a matchup or two that you're looking at that's going to decide things. Yeah, you know, and, and they come late in the season when you're looking at the Snyder-Northrop-Homestead uh, collective uh, going against each other. It's very interesting in a world, and, you know, is I, it hasn't, I feel like it hasn't been talked about this year, so let me bring it up, where there is no holiday tournament that we have to wait so long to see these teams. Normally, we're, we're a week away from, you know, somebody being able to claim SAC superiority. So it makes it more interesting that you have cases longer. Uh, Northrop has been a team that, with how well Homestead's been playing, uh, and this was a year that Homestead, you know, lost, lost Sally Stevens. I've lost some players that Homestead maybe we thought not necessarily down, but maybe not as strong. They've been really good. Uh, we knew Snyder would be great. Northrop's a team that really intrigues me because they have so many weapons. Uh, Nia Bell's coming off a 30-point game uh, just a couple of nights ago. Uh, Destiny Cray has been fantastic all year, a really tough inside presence getting to the rim. Uh, Kayla Williams-Thomas has been fantastic on defense. Uh, Lexi Caster is another Division One basketball player. So I think, to me, the intriguing matchups are the ones that include Northrop because I feel like there's a possibility they're getting a little overlooked because of a couple of early season losses. Um, but they're, they're a team that can knock off anybody. When they play Snyder, I expect that to be just an insane gym. It was insane last year um, for their game at Northrop, uh, one of the best atmospheres outside of an old SAC holiday tournament I had been in in a long time for a, a basketball game. So I think that, that Northrop's games against those top teams, against Snyder, against Homestead, are the most intriguing to me. Dan Vance outside the huddle.net joining us here on the High School Coaches Show to break down area basketball. Let's talk about the SAC on the boys' side, and they'll kick things off tomorrow night. Snyder and Southside have already played, but everybody else, eight teams, will have their first taste of SAC action tomorrow. Uh, when you look at, at, at jumping into the SAC, I guess, so quickly over the course of a long season, uh, I know it's been traditional to start this early. It just kind of seems like yeah, we're just jumping into the deep end right away. But uh, I guess, do you like, conversely, with the girls and the boys getting started off so early in the league? Because, as you know, remember when we had the SAC holiday tournament and, you know, people, teams were trying to, our coaches were trying to seed the tournament based on limited opportunity to see these teams. We're, we're limited with the opportunity of seeing these guys so far. So what to make of the SAC? Do you like the fact that it starts so early? You know, I, I do. I do like the fact that it starts early. I think that it gives us, um, you know, a, a litmus test for all of us who like to, you know, predict this is where we think people are. Um, you know, outside the huddle, we're not any different. We have our power pole. This is where we think people are. Uh, Wayne Carroll happening so early uh, is interesting to me. Uh, both teams are playing really tough schedules this year. Wayne obviously uh, lost to Ben Davis last week, but has wins over Leo and New Haven already. Uh, if you didn't catch the score of that New Haven game last night, it was eye-opening. Uh, Wayne scoring 98 points. Uh, just 37-point dub. Yeah, <laughs> running away from New Haven in that one. And so uh, the way they're playing right now uh, – and I think we talked about it last week. I watched them play Leo in their opening game. They're playing fast. Can they control the chaos? Uh, that was Wayne's specialty last year, control the chaos. Uh, you have to play chaotically. Um, and if they can do that against Carroll, uh, they're a really tough team to beat. They're a tough team to beat for anybody on the schedule because they have the quick guards, they have the shooting, they have the height. Um, so I'm really excited about them and Carroll. 
and that being such an early game this season. Uh, Northside's looked really impressive, though, too. And I think that people may have written them off a tad bit with the uh, lack of having Bronte Johnson out there. Obviously, you lose some other guys to graduation from last year, but expecting to have Tay back uh, and then not because of an injury during football. But Jackson Fugate and Eugene Young have looked every bit of the part there uh, as two of the best players in this entire area. I think the SAC could be deeper than we really thought it was on the boys' side. Lures, I got a chance to see them the other night. Uh, Draylon and Darion Truesdale are just juggernauts. They're long. They're athletic. Uh, they're strong defenders. They shoot the ball extremely well. Uh, Kamarni Davis did a great job the other night against Leo, too, knocking down shots. Uh, Lures is a team that can beat you all over the court. And there's some intrigue now that I don't think I had at the beginning of the season with Snyder. They've started the season 2-0. and um, you know, they, they get the wins over Southside and DeKalb, two teams who are not, you know, premier teams in the area right now, but are not bad teams by any stretch of the imagination. That first game Snyder played last week, Trell Hogue, a freshman, comes out and leads in the scoring with 17. Uh, Snyder is the team that's, that adds some intrigue, and I think that, you know, you have you throw Homestead in there. Uh, Dwinger is going to be another solid team this year. I think that the SAC is just really interesting. While we know right now that Wayne is the team to beat until somebody beats them, I think it's a deeper conference right now than I thought it would be, especially to start the season. Another intriguing game for me tomorrow night, Dan Carroll and and Concordia, maybe two teams that are trying to make some noise. 18 wins a year ago for Concordia. That program trying to show that it has staying power. And then what Carroll's been able to do over the last couple years with Ryan Abbott and get over 500 last year and trying to take that next step. The only loss for Carroll is to pin a state-ranked team in Class 4A on the road. So when you look at that one, is that another barometer game for both of those teams and how they slot in, at least right now, in the league? It really is. When you look at a Carroll team, you know, that that brings a lot back. uh, Jackson Pardon and Cannon Hauser, but does lose those Truesdale twins that are now at Bishop Lewers. So they're a team that's, that's playing some younger guys in some really important and pivotal roles and minutes, um, and it's going to say a lot for them if those guys can step up early. And, and then you look at a Concordia team who I feel like, like Northside, we expect them to be down. Uh, Johnny Washington transfers to New Haven. A lot of players lost to graduation. You still have Cole Hayworth back, um, and, and that's a big impact. So you're like, ah, maybe Concordia's down, but then they start the season with a big win over a Belmont team that we think can contend in the Northeast A Conference. So uh, I think there's a lot of teams that, uh, you know, take it as what it is. Are, do they feel disrespected? Are they just better than a lot of people thought they were? There's a lot of teams in the 80s and a lot better than we expected them to. And things will start to get into focus tomorrow night with the start of the girls-boys doubleheaders throughout the city in the SAC. Dan, always a pleasure, man. Take it easy. I appreciate it. That was Dan Vance, OutsideTheHuddle.net. Joins us each and every week to talk area high school basketball. Take a break. Come back. Coach Gary Andrews, Northside Legends, will join us. His team, 2-0 and to start the season. They'll begin their SAC portion of things on the road tomorrow night off Calhoun at Southside. We'll talk to Coach Andrews about the season so far and more when we come back. Reggie Tharp, Seth Coffing, also later on in the show. It's an SAC night here on the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Where else can you get a steaming hot sub piled high with grilled meats and veggies? 
Nestle up next to fresh cut fries. And a hand squeezed lemonade. This meaty, melty, massive hot mess is only at Penn Station. Penn Station, grilled just for you. Students who can read by the end of third grade are 35% more likely to graduate. I'm Dr. Katie Jenner, Indiana Secretary of Education, here to tell you how reading 30 minutes per day can improve the trajectory of a child's life. Whether you are reading with your child or they are reading independently, this is one of the most important things you can do to help them succeed. So this school year, please encourage your child to continue reading. It's a small habit that makes a big difference. Sponsored by the Indiana Department of Education and aired by the station. Every child deserves the best teachers, facilities, and academic programs to set them up for success both now and in the future. At Milton Hershey School in Hershey, Pennsylvania, we make that a reality for children from qualifying families who are looking for greater opportunities. Milton Hershey School enrolls students from pre-K through 12th grade from across the United States to live and learn on a beautiful state-of-the-art campus with all costs covered. Students who are accepted to Milton Hershey School have access to a top-tier education along with health care, meals, housing, and fully funded career pathways to pursue whatever they're passionate about, from performing arts to internships to coding. Students can even accrue up to $95,000 to continue their education after high school thanks to the generosity of chocolate Milton Hershey and his wife, Catherine. Are you looking to set your child up for success or know a child who could benefit from Milton Hershey School? Learn more at mhskids.org backslash admissions. Welcome back to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. We're here till... 7 o'clock, Talking Area High School Basketball coming up tonight here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, 7.30 pregame show. Thursday night football, it will be the Patriots and the Steelers from the Steel City tonight. 7.30 pregame kickoff around 8.15 this evening. Coming up tomorrow night, it will be a girls-boys doubleheader here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It'll be the Northrop Bruins Bishop Lures Knights. And following that, the Parkview Sports Medicine High School basketball postgame show. Starting around 9.15 or thereabouts, depends on when those girls-boys games get over with. So plenty of basketball coming up tomorrow night here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Another SAC game going on tomorrow. It'll be Northside and Southside off Calhoun Street. And head coach of the Legends is Gary Andrews. Joins us right now. Evening, coach. How you doing, Justin? Thanks for having me. Yeah, doing well, Coach. And I, I kind of wanted to start from the jump. It's been tradition for you guys in Blackhawk Christian to play the first week, our first game of the season for both. It had been since 2017 that Northside had knocked off Blackhawk Christian in that first game of the season. You guys were able to get the 71 to 63 win, and I imagine that's a big one, really, to set the tone to start the year. It really was, you know, Blackhawks very talented team they've had a lot of success in the area and in the state and i thought we were more ready than we've been in past years um, we had more kids this year that didn't play football and i just really thought you know our kids were ready we went out played pretty well we, i mean we only had i think four turnovers so the first game of the year i thought that was really good and to follow it up uh with a win just a couple of days later at DeKalb, but that's uh it's always tough to face off with marty beasley they were 2-0 when you played them 
and to be able to take it on the road and, and get a dub had to be a good follow-up. It really was. I mean, the second half we started, I mean, the first half we came out, got up 19 and a half and played really, really well. And the second half we didn't shoot as well. And, you know, we played different people and they got it, you know, maybe down to 11 or so. We won by 13, but it was a good road win. And Marty does a great job with them. And, you know, DeKal's vastly improved this year. So, you know, we're off to a good start, but we still got to get a lot better. It was a, a you have a senior-laden group, and you, you lose to graduation last year, Jordan Green, who was so big for you. You lose your leading scorer in, a shot, in, in, uh, in uh, Bronte Johnson, who gets hurt. How important was it to weather the storm of losing both of those guys with the fact that you have a senior-laden lineup? Well, we lost Jordan, I think, after the fifth or sixth game of the year. That's right. You know, it's hard to remember him even being on the team. That's true. See some pictures like, oh man, I forgot Jordan played. Like I was watching <laughs> last year's Blackhawk game, getting ready to play him this year. Like, oh my God, I forgot Jordan was on the team because he missed so many games. And then, you know, we played without Tay Tay all summer because he hurt his foot during the summer and, you know, didn't play. So we were, we, we were kind of used to playing without him. You know, we were hoping to be, be back and then he towards Labram and football. So we've had to kind of adjust and, you know, but this year we have the advantage. You know, Jackson and Eugene are shooting the ball really, really well. So we're able to try to run some stuff to get them some shots. And then having Jordan King and Devon, Devon Haney inside, it kind of gives us two big, strong guys we can rotate. You know, and they're, they've done well so far, but they're just going to get better and better the more they get in the basketball shape. Would you? And it's been you. You lean predominantly on seniors, but you've missed mixed in some 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 freshmen in particular that are dressing on varsity, which uh, at Northside doesn't happen very often. It really doesn't. Uh, Max Goheen has started the game, and Tyvon Alexander. He's going to start tomorrow night. And our freshman class is really really good. You know, we got Malik Moore who played varsity football, who just knocked it on the door. Who I, I can see him getting some time down the road. So we do have a really good senior maiden group but our freshman class is very talented and we got a kid like jordan woods is only a sophomore he's about six five and he's he's getting better and better so our young kids are going to help us also this year is that is that i mean as as much as you rely on your seniors do you look at that young group and how quickly they can mature as a key for this year it could be a key definitely for this year and then it's definitely for the future i mean we're going to lose all these kids for next you know at the end of the season but you know the future is bright because our freshman class is really really talented you mentioned jackson fugate wanted to talk about him i mean the kid can score he can rebound he can pass he's really active defensively he's just a complete basketball player that maybe not a lot of people around here truly appreciate i agree he can score a lot of different ways plays great defense rebounds can block shots i mean he, he missed a lot of our games last year i i really think even though we lost jordan green if jackson is healthy last year we win the sac and you know we beat wayne without jackson there was time last year jackson was our best player i mean even better than tay tay just all around because he's a better shooter so when he broke his wrist i think it's probably the, around the seventh or eighth game we really really missed him and you know we didn't get him back to like the second to last game of the year against bishop Bloor. so you know that he was a big difference and a big key for us winning sexuals last year Saute about a week ago and and arm in the sling and everything. Is there is there any chance? I mean, is he a guy that says I'm I'm not going to play coach this year? As he said, depending on my recovery, I could suit up later in the season. Coach, what's kind of been the dialogue there? He wants to play. I mean, he really wants to play, but he had to have surgery. He wanted to have surgery 
in time so he could be healthy for June, June when he goes down to Notre Dame. But I say there's an outside chance by the end of the year. I'm not saying he could be a point guard. He's such an athlete. We could play him at four like we did two years ago when he broke his wrist and had like a, two days of, you know, like actual up and down practice. I mean, you know, we almost beat Snyder in the sectional and he was like 40% with his wrist. So there's an outside chance if he, do, he does come in, his athleticism would really help us. Coach Gary Andrews, Northside Legends, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, Coach, you get the SAC portion of the schedule started tomorrow night. You go to Southside, then you have Warsaw coming up on on Saturday. It was a 2-2 a two and two that you guys were able to get two wins last year that really maybe started propelling you guys uh, throughout the season. But how important is it to get off on the right foot in the SAC and then see how your guys can uh, can handle on short rest the day after playing a really good team in Warsaw? It's a really going to be a good challenge for us. I mean, we really need to get off to a good start in the SAC. I mean, Southside's got talent. I mean, Wallace, he was at Lourdes last year. We, we couldn't guard him last year. So he's a big challenge, and they're athletic. they got the big guy inside. You know, they'll be fired up because it's a rivalry game. So we know that'll be a tough game. But turning around in less than 24 hours, having to play a Warsaw team who's 3-0 and and Got two guys averaging 20 points a game that can really shoot it. You know, they got a six-eight guy inside, and you know, it's going to be a tough weekend for us. But you know, I get telling the guys, if you want to win sectional, you got to win Friday, Saturday night. We really got to get used to playing on Friday, Saturday, and we the next three weeks we play Friday, Saturday. So hopefully that can prepare us for the sectional. Coach, it's shocking. You're in your sixth year at Northside. It feels like just yesterday you were taking the job, and um, you came in. It was unexpected for you in terms of the situation you were handed, but now in year six, three straight uh, double-digit win seasons, you get that sectional title, your first postseason title at Northside. You're accustomed to winning. You're accustomed to winning national championships and state championships, and now in year six, you know, take us through the journey that it's been to get here. I mean, it's been something where I, I think I told you before, I never would have taken the job if I would have known how big of a challenge it was. But then I just kind of like dug in and go, you know what? I've had some success in the past. Maybe when I was younger, I wouldn't have wanted to have that challenge. I kind of looked at it and go, you know what? People say, oh, I can't win here and things like that. I'm going to try to prove people wrong. And I just motivated, you know, I'm harder on myself than anybody. So I was like, you know what? I just got to get out there, work hard. You know, we've gotten good kids and, that's one big key this year. We have a lot better, like, behaviors. We don't have to coach attitudes as much. We're spending our time teaching them about basketball and instead of as much about behavior and stuff like that. And like I said, our freshman class is not only really talented, but they're really good kids. So the future is really bright. I mean, I think we got a chance to be really good this year. Next year we'll be young, but we'll be talented. And, you know, two to three years from now, those, that team could be, like, top five, top ten in the state, I think. Do you feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're finally in a, in a position with this program that you felt you were inheriting? I think we maybe even, yeah, because, you know, going into Northside, they were, had been loaded with talent. And I don't think we're, we don't have that, like, okay, Keon Brooks, Jalen Budd, all those players, they had that one year they went to state. We might not have that much talent, but we have a lot of guys that can shoot. We're very skilled. We're a lot better fundamentally when I took, than when I took over. And when I took over, we had a lot of guys that couldn't dribble with their left hand. They couldn't really shoot very well. And we have a lot of guys in the program now that can shoot. We're better fundamentally. And like I said, I think the future is bright. 
And you're off to a two and zero start, and and how 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 big has it been for this group too? To after winning a sectional last year, and and maybe some new faces, of course, but to continue it into this season with a couple wins to start off. I think the Blackhawk win was big because you know they're a great program. You know they got the bird kid or not the bird kid, but the the six nine kid, and his name's slipping me right now. And they got some, the you know the Smith kid is about a six five guard. I mean they're very talented and. You know, a lot of people after we lost Tay-Tay kind of like, oh, Northside's not going to be any good. You know, we saw some publication or someplace on Twitter. My assistant loves being on Twitter, so he sees all this stuff. <laughs> They'll send it to us. They go, hey, this person picked the seventh in the SAC. So, you know, it was kind of motivation to like, hey, even though we lost Tay-Tay, we still got good players. And, you know, we're able to play. We're a little bit better in the half court than we were just because we got more guys that can shoot it. We got a little bit of a post game. I forgot to mention Javion Davenport's done a really good job at point guard. He's a senior, and he had some good minutes last year, but he's really improved. And like I said, we can just do a lot more in the half court, run a lot better sets as far as getting shots, getting post looks. And you know, we probably are impressive and as good as it's been in the last few years because Tate was such a great anticipator. But you know, I think we've got a chance to be a pretty good team. You know, we still got to get a lot, lot better, and we'll find out more about ourselves this weekend. Two games in two nights for the Northside Legends coming up starting tomorrow night against Southside and then traveling to Warsaw on Saturday. Coach, appreciate the time. Always a pleasure, man. I'll catch up with you, all right? Yeah, thanks, Justin. That was Gary Andrews, head coach of the Northside Legends. His team off to a 2-0 start. Wins over Blackhawk Christian and on the road against DeKalb to start the season. We'll take a break, come back, and talk some girls basketball with Reggie Tharp, head coach of the Snyder girls team his team also off to a good start through the first half of the year we'll talk about his squad and more when we come back seth coughing bishop lures will also join us between now and the top of the hour you're listening to the high school coaches now on my deals fort wayne get 50 dollars worth of rusty's ice cream gift certificates for just 25 dollars. you heard right 50 dollars worth of rusty's ice cream gift certificates for just 25 dollars. rusty's ice cream is a full service ice cream shop with 80s inspired flavors from bodacious sundaes radical shakes righteous floats and even a traditional bananarama split rusty's has it all get 50 dollars worth of rusty's ice cream gift certificates for 25 dollars. get your deal today on mydealsfortwayne.com more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars, because when cell and internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. 
Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Justin Kenny here till the top of the hour talking high school basketball, both girls and boys. Thanks to Gary Andrews, head coach of the Northside Legends, joining us. We're going to stick in the SAC. We're going to talk girls basketball now with head coach Reggie Tharp, who joins us right now talking some Snyder basketball. Evening, coach. Good evening. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. And, and coach, off to a, a pretty good start for you guys. Nine and one heading into the road game at Wayne tomorrow night, kind of in the middle of a, a road swing for you. Went to Merrillville last weekend, got an impressive win over the Pirates. You get Wayne and Carmel on the road this weekend. But before we talk about this weekend, let's talk about the season that is so far and how you feel this team has performed now 9-1 and one through 10 games. Uh, extremely pleased. Uh, you know, we started off the stretch with a – I mean, the, the beginning schedule was brutal. Uh, we actually – I think we played maybe like six or seven games in like 10 or 11 days, and like the girls were just beat up and exhausted. But – uh, to come out of that stretch nine and one, and to lose to Columbia City, you know who's who's the number one team in the state. I mean, obviously we were disappointed, but I think uh, for the most part uh, we looked at what we needed to correct, and you know the girls have been doing that, and they've been responding pretty well. I have to feel when you play two games in one day to start the season, and against South Bend, Washington, and West Lafayette, and you win two close games. You have to feel pretty good as a coach, and really sets the tone. I I feel for heading into the bulk of the regular season. Absolutely, and it, it showed how mentally tough we were because you know the second game. Uh, I don't know if people know, but West Lafayette's a really really good team. Uh, they got good size. Um, they play together, and and you know they're they're strong, and they're all, they're mostly seniors. So uh, to come out on top of uh, in that game after playing a South in Washington just show some of the mental toughness and fortitude that the girls possess. Well, well, we have to talk about your girls. It starts with uh, with Jordan Poole, who's been tremendous, and the ability for her to do so many things on the floor on both ends it just continues to be impressive. What's it like coaching Jordan? Uh, I mean, I'm getting sad each day. Like, every game <laughs> that, we, that goes on, I, get, I, I just start tearing up because you're going to miss her. I, you know, she's a coach's dream. She comes to work every day, um, just competes at a high level. And, you know, we know each other. Like, our, you know, we've been, been uh, player coach now for probably about, like, eight, nine years. So it's it's an extreme honor. And, you know, she's one of those players that's definitely going to be missed. Um, and I've always said this. She's a, she's a good kid and she's a coachable kid. She's a, a high major athlete going to play at, in, a big, in the Big Ten Conference. And I'm able to coach her like I'm I'm coaching everybody else, which sets a great example for the other girls to see. So she's doing great. It's a pleasure to coach her um, as her career is winding down over at Snyder. Not only do you have to replace her, you have to replace a point guard too in, in, in Jordan Poole. So it's a double whammy. But how, how how great is she? In because so many top athletes, top basketball players can fall into that. Okay, I'm I'm a top player. I'm going to a Big Ten school. I, the offense runs through me, but Sometimes she can be as selfless as they come in making sure that other girls are touching the ball. 
Yeah, and that's the great thing about her because it's so hard to scout her. Like, people want to – the first thing they want to do is stop her from scoring. But, you know, Jordan's probably the best point guard in the state as far as her IQ and her vision. So it's a double-edged sword that you got to – you know, you kind of got to stop her from scoring and passing. Like, when she's at her best, she's doing both at a high level, uh, which makes everyone else on the team uh, just better. So that's the great thing about having a player of her caliber. Like, I think when she's at her best, she's getting downhill and she's finding people. And then, you know, once she starts finding people, it kind of eases, softens the defense up on her. So, you know, she's seen every look that each of the teams throw at her, and I think she's answered every look. Um, But just a great kid and uh, just a joy to coach. Reggie Tharp, head coach of the Snyder Panthers here on the High School Coaches Show. And she's not alone in that senior class. You have Ciara Sims and Jania Donahue that have both been really good as a senior group. They lead you in scoring. They lead you in so many different ways. And it's not just Jordan with this class of 2024. No, and that's what makes us great. Uh, We have three great players, and I think they all complement each other well. When you look talking about Jordan and her offensive skill set, you're talking about Nene, who's probably one of the toughest defenders in the state. Um, she leads our defense, and she's she's like the heart and soul of our, our team. She brings all the energy. Um, she communicates well, and she's just a competitor. Like She's one of those kids that will do anything to win. If she has to dive on the floor for us to win, she'll do that. If she has to guard the other team's best defender, she'll, she does that anyway, you know. Uh, just a joy to have both of those, and they complement each other so well. And then you're looking at Sierra Sims coming in, having her best year as a varsity player. Just, you know, people overlook her so much. And I, I say this all the time that on any other team, she's the number one option or the number two option. You know, it's just a blessing to have all three of those playing together. And they, you know, they genuinely get along. And it shows on the court with our chemistry and how we play together. And how important is that junior group? It's not a lot of a lot of flashy players, but it's 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 role girls. They'll be thrust into that limelight next year, but they all fill specific roles for you. It's it's a it's kind of a good thing as well because they're you know they play every game and they get major minutes, and they're being put in critical spots that you know that's going to help them for next year. I think individually you don't have the superstars that we have with the senior group. But collectively, as a whole, they play well together, and they're going to be solid. Like, people think we're going to have a major drop-off next year, and I disagree. Um, When you bring, like, these four or five girls back that we have, along with a couple freshmen that we're going to have next year, it's going to be a fun group to watch. And, you know, they're getting this um, experience, this competitive experience, like from even from last year when we made it to semi-state. So, you know, they play in meaningful games every game. And they've seen everything, so they're going to be an experienced core group coming back for me next year. Coach, you mentioned that game against Columbia City, a 14-point loss in mid-November. But since then, it's been very impressive for you guys, You know, taking down a Fishers team that's, that's really solid by 16 points. How have you liked the, the response from your team after that loss? Because it seems outwardly, at least, that maybe a little bit added motivation after that defeat. Oh, absolutely. The girls were upset. You know, I mean, take nothing away from Columbia City there. You know, they. I have a lot of respect for Amy. She does a great job. That's a great core group, and they play tremendous basketball. They play tremendous team basketball. But the girls, yeah, they responded in a great way because, you know, 
after that game because there was so much hype and anticipation leading up to it. When you lose it, it kind of takes the, the wind out of your sails. But to the girls' credit, we came back. We had a competitive week of practice. We healed up some because we came off like a, a six, seven-game stretch where we played in like 10 days, and they just responded in a great way. Like, you know, um, just just to bounce back from that because it could have been – it could have went in the wrong direction um, after all the hype leading into that Columbia City game. But, they, you know, they came back. They responded in, in practice and film study and just were eager to, and chomping at the bit to come back. Coach Reggie Tharp, Snyder Panthers. Coach, you got a two and two this weekend. You go to take on the Wayne Generals and, and Laisha Gorman has done a tremendous job at revitalizing that Wayne program. And then you have Carmel coming up on the road on Saturday afternoon. You take on Coach Rick Reisinger's team, his first year at Carmel. And, and people say, well, that name sounds familiar. Well, that's the Heritage Christian coach for a long time that had so much right. success that won about a million right. state championships. But right. um, it's another challenging weekend for you guys. Just two more challenging games, both on the road. What do you want to see out of your girls over the next couple of days? Well, we always preach the same thing, togetherness, and then make sure that we're focused. You know, like Wayne is a team that will sneak up on you if you're not focused. Uh, like you said, Alicia's done a great job building that program back up. Um, and we've always had tough games against them, and you got to come in focused and ready to go. Um, and then now looking at, you know, Carmel, um, you know, their record's not where they would like it to be, but, you know, watching them in film, I'm looking at them like, man, they have some great basketball players, and, you know, they run this stuff well. So our whole biggest thing is, like, focus every game, um, paying attention to detail, paying attention to the scout, knowing your responsibility. And I think we... We've done that for the most part. I think uh, I think we lost our mindset some, you know, going back to the Columbia City loss when we get when we got down. But um, I think the girls have picked it back up, and, and you know they understand what they need to do. And the biggest thing, like I said, is focus and communication, and they've done that. Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on a great start, and uh, we'll see if you can get another couple dubs this weekend. All right, thank you. That was Coach Reggie Tharp. Head girls basketball coach of the Snyder Panthers. And the only blemish on Snyder's record so far, that 14-point loss to Columbia City, and that was a hard-fought game. Snyder did a really, really good job defensively. I mean, that's a Columbia City team that's averaging close to 70 points a game, and to hold them to 54 is impressive. And more, it, it, more impressive, I mean, it's a Columbia City team that's holding teams to 33 points per game. Only Hamilton Southeastern, once the number one team in the entire state, scored more than Snyder did against Columbia City. So uh, a good performance at Jordan Poole is one of the best you'll see in the Midwest, not just the city, not just the state, but the entire Midwest in terms of her skill set. She's not alone in that senior class, and there's a lot behind that senior group to help facilitate. So Snyder will look for wins 10 and 11 this weekend at Wayne and at Carmel, it's a middle of a really a, a month-long road trip. They've last played at home on December 1st. They'll next play at home on January 5th. So a lot of road games for the Snyder Panthers in the month of December. We're going to take a break, come back. Head coach Seth Coffing, Bishop Lures Knights, will join us to wrap up the show. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse, here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
Hoopy Insurance Services, now with over 40 years of helping to protect Fort Wayne families and businesses, operates by the golden rule. They always treat the client as they would want to be treated. They have options to find the best price for the best coverage, whether insuring your home, your property, your car, or even your small business. Hoopy Insurance Services, an independent agent representing great companies like Ohio Mutual Insurance Company, is the perfect place to find the specific coverage you want. They realize that small businesses often have unique needs, and they can tailor a policy that provides the coverage your business needs. And they work with some of the top insurance companies in the industry, like Ohio Mutual, to provide quality coverage with outstanding service. And if you ever need to file a claim, Hoopy Insurance Services is committed to serving Northeast Indiana with compassion and integrity. Because you don't need your insurance company to add to an already stressful situation. Visit hupe-insurance.com to learn more or call 486-7488. Hoopy Insurance, their family serving your family for almost 40 years. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk. Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country and tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. You are listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I'm Justin Kenny here for about 12 or 13 more minutes tomorrow night. It will be high school basketball here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. First girls-boys SAC doubleheader night of the season. And we'll be out at Bishop Lewers as the Northrop Bruins will take on the Bishop Lewers Knights. First in girls' action, followed by boys' action. Head coach of the Bishop Lewers Knights on the boys' side is Seth Coffin. Joins us right now. Evening, Coach. Thanks, Justin, for having me. Absolutely. Happy birthday. Uh, what is it, t- 29 that. again? Is it 29 again? tonight uh, i've been telling the kids 32 all day and I don't know how many <laughs> sleep, but. hey i mean you could pull off 32 i think that's a compliment in itself so <laughs> you know yeah i don't want to go much much higher than that <laughs> but. 
Uh, Coach, congratulations. Back-to-back wins to start the season. And and uh, Mishawaka Marion, traditionally a, a solid program, and then uh, a 10-point win over Leo earlier this week. Uh, how do you feel about the start of your uh, your season with two dubs? Uh, overall, pretty happy with where we're at. You know, I mean, we don't we're not anywhere near where we're going to be yet. We just uh, literally finished up our eighth practice with all of our guys there after football, and um, it's been a little bit different this year. We've had more kids that did not play football that have been with us through the fall than we've had the last couple of years. So that's been um, kind of nice to be able to get them in a rhythm for basketball. And I think that's really helped us get off to a good start, but yeah, two quality programs. And uh, I think Leo's going to have a really good year um, within their conference and around the area. And uh, so, uh, you know, overall pretty happy. Yeah. We talked to coach Gary Andrews earlier. He said the same thing. He just had more of his guys that didn't play football. And how, how beneficial is that? particularly as as the football team keeps winning week after week and you're like oh my gosh if you have four five six guys in the on the football field you're 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 itching to get at it but how did it help to have the core of your group being able to work out well it certainly makes it more difficult to get off to a hot start i think because it takes them so long to get their legs back under them for basketball and get their touch um, most of them are not putting up very many shots during the football season and i don't expect that um but at the same time, I really like, uh, you know, having them in that competitive atmosphere, especially as good as our football program is year after year. Um, you know, they learn a lot in that competitive atmosphere and uh, just being in those pressure pressure situations. And, um, so there's a it, it's a it's a really good thing in my mind that they're multi-sport athletes. Um, but there is something to be said for, you know, getting the basketball part um, down early. And you know, there's there's been a really good balance for us because we have added a couple uh, kids that have a lot of toughness and added a lot of physicality for us from our football team in Isaac Zay and West Javens and uh, you know like the, the basketball kids that have been come, coming throughout the fall of they're in they're in midseason form as far as their skill goes right now so that's been a, it's been a good balance really I can't imagine trying to contain Isaac Zay on the basketball court because he plays with such tenacity on the football field West too but uh do you almost have to temper him down like hey guys like just this is basketball. We can't be be doing what we're doing on the on the football field. But I, I'm sure they add a tremendous amount, not just in uh, in play, but but leadership as well, because this is largely a pretty young team. Yeah, no, that's that's the biggest thing they've added is our is the leadership. You know, both being seniors, both being here all four years, um, they really know exactly what I expect and what our program has kind of become. And um, so that's been awesome. The physicality part and like um, you know what you're saying with Isaac, uh, especially he. He plays really good defense, and he doesn't foul very much. It's uh, it's I kind of compare him in my mind to like a lot of the Wisconsin players. You know, they're well, really well known over the years for playing extremely good defense. They don't typically put the other team in the bonus very often, and Isaac does that. Even the other night, he, you know, Jackson McGee had a really good game, but he worked for everything he got. And Isaac was playing super physical with him. He got a couple fouls because of that, but he wasn't in foul trouble. Um, and uh, you know, like he. He really wore down uh, McGee. I thought as the game went, and um, like I said, he still had a good good game, but he like he definitely had to work for all 22 he had. And Isaac's he loves that challenge. He wants to guard the other team's best wing on a night in and night out basis. And he's such an advantage for us on that end because he can really guard one through five. And he's such a competitor. It's it's a, it's a huge um, addition to you know what we have with our basketball guys throughout the fall. 
and leading the way through the first couple games of the season is uh, I mean, you look at uh, Kamani Davis that's been phenomenal, the, the sophomore, but also the Truesdale boys and, and the, the junior twins that have come in and, and been exceptional for you. And, and I wouldn't, would be remiss to, to, to mention the, uh, the, the younger Truesdale and just the, the, the trial that he went through. And I'm sure it was, it was just insanely scary, but it was great to see him come back to Fort Wayne and, and hopefully on the mend. Yeah. I mean, Draylon and Darion are just so talented. Um, they're so athletic. They're long, they're strong. Um, they finish really well around the rim. They're really coming to their own, being able to shoot the ball consistently. They're such good kids to be around. They're super easy to coach. They listen, they do it. They do the first time, the first time you tell them something, they do it. Um, and so it's just been a really easy transition for them joining us and, you know, obviously they add so much to our team on both ends of the floor, basketball-wise. But you know, everybody loves them. Everybody gets along with them. They get along with everybody else. It's just been a been a really, really fun addition to have those guys. And then everything with DJ, you know, is just it's been such a blessing for him to be back around the last couple of games. Uh, and really, you know, if you can survive it, those things make you stronger. And I really believe that you know it's kind of helped our program just kind of you know, shape around those guys and, and really give them a lot of support, and, um, DJ too. And it's just, uh, it's been a really, really uh, awesome couple of weeks as far as all that's concerned. Yeah, it's definitely scary moments, but has led into to some to some to some great news. And I'm sure that's brought that team and, and, and program further together. Coach, in, uh, in now in year two, I mean, how, do you approach it different from year one at Lures? Is obviously the expectations are known, but do you come in with a different mindset in year two, or does not much change? Uh, in the fact that I just don't feel like I have to, you know, reintroduce everything. I mean, I, everybody basically understands what's expected, like you just said. But, you know, we do have some new players. So as far as the system goes, kind of had to reintroduce that. But as far as our culture is concerned, we're just in a really good place all summer long. You know, even before we got the Twins, um, we, uh, we had – 30 to 35 kids within our program come to every workout. We had way more than more than enough guys going to every shootout. And we played, you know, 25 games in June with our varsity guys and another 15 with our JV guys. So it was a really, really productive month for us. And, and then beyond that, this, this fall, we've, uh, we've gotten a lot stronger. We really hit the weight room and kids have actually bought into that, which sometimes it's not easy with basketball guys to do, but they really want to lift and it's been fun to do that too. And I think that's really helped us mentally too, just be prepared um, for the season. And, um, and so it's, it, we're in a really good place. I feel like uh, program wide, as far as our culture goes. So I think we've really grown to the point where, you know, and I don't have to, I don't have to repeat myself over and over guys are starting to say it to each other, which is a really good sign for where you want it to be. And uh, it's, it's gotten to that point and it's, and kind of a proud moment when you hear that from uh, uh, kids telling other kids this is how we're doing it. That's not how we're doing it. So you don't have to do all that much as a coach when that's when that's coming about. Coach, you get your third home game to start the season out of three tomorrow night against Northrop. What can you tell us about the Bruins? Well, I think Coach Merriman's trying to do all the right things over there. Um, we've got a lot of young guys playing right now. They're really scrappy. Um, they haven't played in over a week. Um, but I got to see him play against DeKalb in their opener. And then um, we we have the film on the New Haven game. Um, you know, they, they have a little bit of trouble scoring, I think, um, but they're going to get after defensively. They're going to try to get into passing lanes and make it difficult for you on the offensive end. And um, 
you know, for us, we just want to continue what we're doing and get better at our game. And, um, you know, our, our kind of mantra right now is just get better every day, no matter who we're playing and no matter what we're doing, whether it's a practice or a game, because our goals are kind of at the end of the year for our team. And we just want to be continuing to build towards that point. Uh, but I got a chance to talk to Coach Merriman the other night at the freshman JV games on Monday night. And I really like what he's doing over there. And you know, I hope everybody's patient with him because I do think he's doing uh, a lot of good things. And uh, it's going to take time, but I think he uh, he has the right mindset for it. All right, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, especially on your birthday. So, uh, so go enjoy the rest of the night, all right? All right. Thanks, Justin. All right, buddy. That was Seth Coffing, head coach of the Bishop Lures Knights. Second year with Bishop Lures. The Knights went 9-15 and 15 last year in Seth Coffing's first season uh, after taking over for Fonzo White the year before. So we'll see what Coach Coffing can do in year two with the Bishop Lures Knights. And it's an interesting roster because talk about the, the, the couple veterans you have and Isaac Zay and Wes Javens coming in and, and Cameron Mitchell's another senior as well. That's it on the roster. Uh, for in terms of class of 2024 guys for lures, you talk about the Truesdale boys coming in, Draylon and Darion, and what they bring to the team, and that you have a sophomore in Carmani Davis that has been very good, and then you really mix in the rest of that group, and, and it's still a very young group, and that's why it's so important, so important for Isaac Zay and Wes Javens to bring in that leadership quality of things for this team, because I think you. you in this respect, you want guys to step up that maybe aren't necessarily your best players but can be your best leaders because the Truesdale boys are coming in, and it's a new team. It's a new school. They came over from Carroll, and you can't even as juniors say, okay, you guys are leading this team because they're learning. They're learning as they're coming in. These aren't guys that are in their third year with the program or second year even with Seth Goffing. They're new dudes that are coming in. So you can't really look at them and say, hey, you're you're taking over this team as leaders, which maybe you otherwise would for really talented juniors like that, like them. But they're coming in and learning on the fly, too. So being able to have Javens and Zay and Tremendous and they bring that physicality to the uh, to the to the basketball court, much as they did the football field for the Bishop Lures Knights state champions in class 2A just a couple weeks ago. That's going to do it for us on a busy night of the High School Coaches Show. Heavy on the SAC tonight. Thanks for to Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us. And a trio of coaches from the SAC. Gary Andrews from Northside, Reggie Tharp from Snyder, and Seth Coffing from Bishop Lures. Really setting the stage for tomorrow night. First girls-boys doubleheaders of the season in the SAC. You can listen here tomorrow night for one of those girls-boys doubleheaders. Northrop Bruins, Bishop Lures Knights coming up from Bishop Lures. So thanks to Coach Coffing, and we'll see more of Coach Coffing tomorrow night out at Lures. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks a lot. Coming up later tonight, Thursday night football, Patriots Steelers pregame show at 7.30, kickoff close to around 8.15 coming up tonight. Make sure to tune in to Caleb and Kenny in the morning tomorrow, 7 to 9, on your way to work or whatever you're doing, and the Sports Rush tomorrow from 4 to 6 o'clock. We'll be back with more Coaches Show next Thursday, 6 o'clock. Until then, everybody, have a great week. We'll talk to you later. This has been the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Now I know that I'm too 
What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral, or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. Thanks for listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaching Show on 1380 The Fan. Podcasts by Federated Media.